0: Welcome to this week's Boxing Day episode of the Down the Pub podcast. I'm joined by Andy Watson as we look over last weekend's top Premier League games. We chat about Liverpool's win at the FIFA World Club Cup. Andy also previews the Boxing Day clash between Leicester and Liverpool. As always, you can check us out on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also subscribe at www.downthepub.ca. Now on with the show. in your smile bring me laughter all the while in this world where we live there should be more happiness so much joy you can give to each brand new bright tomorrow make me happy Welcome to this week's episode of the Down the Pub podcast. Uh, I'm joined by our regular analyst here, uh, Andy Watson. It's been a few weeks since Andy's been on the show, so welcome back, Andy. Thank you for having me. Um, So I thought we'd kind of revert back to what we normally talk about, which is the Premier League and what's been going on, because it's been a couple of weeks. We've had a few bits and bobs in between where we've kind of not talked about the Premiership, and I just thought it would be a good way to get back on track. So one of the big stories in the last week in a bit is uh, Marco Silva got, got sacked by Everton and Carlo Ancelotti has taken over
1: I know that's a crazy appointment how <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about that <laughs> um, well I think it's good for the Premier League obviously one of the most successful ever managers in, in football um, European football I guess it was probably a surprise he was sacked by Napoli I think all the uh, Stuff going on there, I don't really understand. So it, he was probably one of the casualties.
0: I, I think there was a there was a player revolt or, or something happened with the club and the players, and I just think that he got caught up in it all. Yeah. And I think maybe they're just looking for an excuse to sack him. Which uh, yeah, possibly is crazy to me. Um, but yeah, so he sipped up at everything. Um, just Duncan Ferguson had been doing all right, but this game here at the weekend, did you watch it?
1: I uh, I saw bits of it and I was it was the early game I think wasn't it so
0: yeah so it was dire it was really really bad and I mean I I think Duncan Ferguson had that that game or two where you kind of dragged them along a little bit with the hype and then they kind of reverted back to so obviously Ancelotti's coming in at the end of December um how much money do you think he's going to spend in January (laughs) he needs to spend a lot um
1: but it's going to be interesting because this is um, like obviously like historically when Ancelotti's gone into other clubs it's not been at Everton it's been clubs at the top of the game and yeah he may him like he might just have needed a player here or there but this is going to be interesting to see one if he gets the funds and two if he picks the right players I guess and actually who actually picks the players because
0: it's, it's kind of funny isn't it like I mean like like if you, you look at Everton and you're like well they could do with this player that player this player they spent a shit ton oh, of fucking money though yeah like, like I, I don't think I've seen a club since, Manche- since Manchester United or Manchester City or Chelsea when they were starting out like buying tons of shit yeah <laughs> like, you know what I mean
1: it's, I, I just laugh because uh, there was that famous I think Richard Keyes tweet when he said well what a, what a summer transfer window for Everton like that <laughs> And how that they'd be sitting above Liverpool come the end of the season.
0: And was yes. that when they went and bought like a Barcelona's B team? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I honestly think he's got a huge job on his hands to do there. Like I think like Richardson's probably world class. Um, geez, when you look past that, I mean, like they've, yeah. they've kind of got a, squ- a decent enough squad, I think. But I think there's a few players that need to move on. I think they need to get rid of like, yeah. the Walcotts. And-
1: I, th- I think there's a squad there which is definitely not. Relegation material, but it's right now it's not top six and it's more low mid table. But like, yeah, it's but it's like any team right now that's kind of in that mix, like three or four signings. And like you've seen with Leicester, like it just pushes you on up into maybe that top six where obviously qualification for Europe and then that's where the the bigger money comes in. For the yeah, I mean,
0: like Wolves have done it right. I mean, Wolves have kind of spent wisely pretty much and have just quietly because when they started the season everybody was like you know this this is going to be the season they, they drop off yeah. but they weren't losing games they we were just kind of drawing them and then they just went on a, a crazy run and now they're like what fifth or sixth in the table yeah, um, yeah it's,
1: it's crazy and like even like Sheffield United are up there like as well like you wouldn't expect those teams to
0: definitely not and I, I think where, where Everton like as I said, they've got a few players that they're going to need to to move on. And um, the squad, I, I think, when they paid like fifty million for Gilfie Sigerson, I think yeah. a lot of clubs saw them coming. You know what I mean? They we're yeah. just like fuck. We're going to like drag. We're going to get some top dollar out of these idiots here. Like and yeah, uh, I think I think Swansea are still breaking their bollocks laughing okay, about that right. one, to be honest. So obviously their opponents on the day it was kind of ironic it was Arsenal, who had just sacked their manager. Oh, yeah. And uh, what do you think about Arteta taking over there? It was. Uh,
1: like I was talking about this over the weekend, and it's like if you had just seen those two announcements, like, and you didn't see which teams they were linked to, <laughs> then you would have think it would have been like in reserve, like in reverse. So you would have think Arteta would have been appointed by Everton, Ancelotti maybe by Arsenal, just with obviously being in London and Arsenal are a big club than, than Everton, like historically and and so on. Even though, like, but maybe not the team of the eighties and the etc. But it's just, yeah, so it's interesting that Arteta's At- At- gone to Arsenal and he's got a huge job on his hands. Like, I, a crazy job. He's got to, like, take out quite a bit of that team.
0: I, f- I feel like he's going to, like... I, I mean, they must be paying him crazy money for him to leave Manchester City to go there.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. It's got, like... But maybe he just wants... It's a. It's going to be a challenge and I don't know. It's, like, he's got to have uh, promise of spending and... Who knows, but,
0: but that's the thing though. Like, I mean, that like they seem to have like done the same thing with uh, Uno Emery, like they promised him the world, and then like, like, like then suddenly last summer it was like, this is what you're getting, you yeah. fucking take or leave it, kind of thing. So, yeah. now apparently, like, Bamian wants to leave, and like, like,
1: like, like, I think a lot of the big players all want to leave. Lacazette wants to leave, like, and then obviously is not,
0: yeah, performing. like, Oxl's a wanker, like, I mean, he's going around the world pissing people off now, not yeah. even Arsenal fans anymore, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's, you don't want to piss off the, the Chinese. Get, like, but it, but it's, like, I don't, for the life of me, you understand, like, I get, like, he, he's he's Muslim and he's going to have opinions about stuff. There was a lot of things that he was very close to, uh, Erdogan, who's the Turkish yeah, president yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, all that shit. It's like, why the fuck, leave that stuff for after football. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? It's just like, you know, you kind of need to think about the fans and all that kind of stuff yeah. and, like, don't get suspended or like he's yeah. a fucking idiot that lad. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I. So come the end of the season, do you think that who who who's going to be the more successful out of the two managers? You reckon?
1: It's a tricky one. I I I still feel like Arsenal are underperforming. Um, if they can actually get a get some consistency and play players actually in the right positions, um they've been unlucky with injuries I think that Tierney guys uh, dislocated his shoulder yeah. again uh, he he was probably a good buy but he's just not he was injured at the start never really got fully match fed and now he's probably going to be in and out until the end of the season
0: I, so I think like just towards the end of his like Celtic career I think he was carrying a couple of knocks like I think he had like, a game maybe like there was an operation he was supposed to be going for or something oh, like that yes. so I think Celtic sold him on and he was slightly I, I hate to say that about anybody but he's slightly damaged goods at that stage yeah. so I think like, he probably needs this time away and a preseason to get him back to where he needs yeah. to be because he is an incredible player if you ever watch him for Celtic he, he is a phenomenal player I just yeah. think that he's not match fit he doesn't look on the pace and obviously it's a big step up for him too, it right? is a
1: big step up but the thing with Arsenal right now is and you'll see like all the new signings, like we've just talked about, the signings from the last two, three seasons, all don't look happy. So there's definitely some underlying issues there.
0: Well, hopefully um, Arteta comes in and like cracks the whip a little bit. But I just he he doesn't. I know it sounds terrible, but he doesn't see that kind of guy. So it's kind of like it's just a it's a weird appointment. Like I, as you said, like I thought yeah. it would be the other way around where Ancelotti would go in there yeah. and like clean house. But I mean, I guess Arsenal didn't want to give him the money. So um, yeah, so. Uh, Talking there as you did a couple of minutes ago about teams like pushing into that top six, uh, we had a big game at the top of the table. Yeah. We had Leicester against Manchester City. Um, how do you think that one went? Well, I, I was pretty excited for a few minutes
1: because Leicester <laughs> yeah. took the lead. And although that being said, I, I like a I, I, I draw, obviously being a Liverpool fan, would have been perfect. So once Man City had uh, equalised, I was hoping that it would stay like that. but even a Man City, like, and this is weird to say that after, like, we're at Christmas. Even a Man, uh, like, a Manchester City win was a good result for Liverpool, really. So
0: because it's still ten
1: points, isn't it's it? It's still ten points, and we've got a game in hand now. And
0: I, I must say, I watched the, uh, I watched the, I watched the game myself, and just Man City, like, were at it from the the, the beginning. They yeah. were all over Leicester, and then typical Jamie Vardy goal. It just yeah. it was kind of against the run of play but like Man City they didn't panic and they just kept plugging away and I mean it could have been more to be perfectly honest which and they just like Leicester are having a, an amazing season but I guess it kind of just showed up their shortcomings just we week in the top two so
1: yeah I think like these games like obviously Liverpool play Leicester on boxing there and hopefully Liverpool win but I I'm kind of feel like yeah your Liverpool's and your Man City's and I don't know who else but that's where we're at you know does like yeah that's where they like you said they do fall short and, like, but how? Like right now Man, like for Man City uh, Kevin De Bruyne is having like he's starting to run into some form like his goal from the I think did you see his goal from last week yeah like that was like the first goal well, even
0: like the, the, he hit the post there against Leicester and Jesus Christ yeah. it was just forced instinctive and you know it would have been a hell of a goal like yeah. Schmeichel was beaten so I think the problem for Man City though is, is that they're probably too far behind now to actually do anything with it. Like, yeah, you know, they do come into or, or run a bit of a run of form. I just think that Liverpool just don't look like they're going to be losing anytime soon. No, <laughs> they don't. I mean, Which it must it's... be a great thing, a great feeling for a Liverpool fan. It, it is.
1: It's just so weird because you expect them to slip up and they just have kept going and going. And it's it's crazy, really, to to think that they've gone so long without
0: losing in the Premier League now. And it's but but like as as somebody who's like. Outside looking in at it, like it's, it reminds me of those United teams from the yeah. Ferguson era when it was just like just relentless, you China know. Just the result, yeah. even if they didn't play well, they still managed to uh, to put in a performance and all that kind of stuff. So, like obviously switching to Liverpool, there uh, he's had a pretty eventful week there. So. Um, Yes. What did what did you think of the, the the game on Saturday? Yeah, on Saturday it was uh, it was it
1: seemed like obviously we got we scraped through the qualifying like the well I say qualifying but the semi final I guess uh, with the last minute goal of um, just before extra time. But I, I think as well it, it was more of a. I think they took, they obviously wanted to go there just as well because it was more like a training in the sun kind of <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, but I think they... I don't know if they thought it would be as hard as that, but obviously the game on... So, yeah, the game on Saturday was a, a tricky affair like... Um,
0: that team were... That Flamingo team No, Oh, here? they
1: were awesome. Like, yeah. I was a bit... Like, I don't know if you saw the game, um, but the foul on Manor, like, when the referee gave a penalty, but then it showed just the foul outside the box, but then the referee just... Gave come, nothing? Gave nothing and, re- like, took away the... Yeah, that it was a definite foul I was It was I was
0: rude you though like I mean how you could look at that and not give a foul I yeah. don't understand so yeah
1: because surely then if it was not a penalty like it was then a foul and a sending off because he was through on well, goal
0: it was it was bizarre but I mean the thing I really liked though was that like I mean like the referee took control of the situation yeah. himself and went over and looked at it on the screen so I mean like that's to me that's that's what's missing from yeah. the partnership uh, with the way that we're doing stuff.
1: Um, but uh, yeah, overall, I think the game was like, yeah, obviously, yeah, I was like, I was over the moon that Liverpool won and obviously, it was a good, good finish for the, uh, for I, I, the think, game.
0: Uh, I, I think, I uh, think, Liverpool fans may have underestimated how good that Brazilian team were and there was a couple of, a couple of points in the game where the years were rocking a little bit. Oh yeah, order, yeah. They, they,
1: they had us under a bit of pressure but, uh, but that's the thing with Liverpool right now and, Like they
0: went through it and and just rolled the punches. Yeah. And it it was an incredible finish, too. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's when you've got that firepower, it's it only takes one chance. You know what I mean? And, like, as I said, and I was looking in, like, I can only say you guys deserved it. So I mean, it's like, I don't think I know Manchester United fans will probably disagree with me and whatever, yeah. but like, I think it's totally deserved it. and it's good for English football that Liverpool or any teams on the the world stage like that. Yeah. So, uh, congrats, thanks, fuck well, you. <laughs>
1: one good thing, at least it makes it like we can then say that that's the reason why we play the kids in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, if and, we'd lost, it would have been a and, disaster. And
0: I said, I, I weirdly said last week that that was one of my lowlights of the year. But it really was. I, I felt like it's like it's cheating Liverpool out of a cup. Yeah. It's uh it's cheating. Like Tottenham got knocked out by Colchester, and I don't begrudge Colchester anything. Yeah. But then in that same tournament, it's doing a disservice to everybody for Liverpool to have to Feel the weakened team. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's disgusting. And like that, those kids got a, a hiding of like, but like, off an experienced yeah I, I, team. And yeah, I, I don't know
1: if you watched the game. Did you? I,
0: I, I get, do you know what, like I, I literally just said this is a crock of shit and like I, I honestly wanted like Liverpool to win and as soon as the goals started rattling in I was just like like fuck this like this is unfair yeah. and it's um it, it's a travesty and they need to not punish teams for being successful and that's yeah. literally what they did to Liverpool.
1: Well wasn't it like like a good number of years ago now when Manchester United were in the club World Cup? They pulled out of the FA Cup and didn't take part. Or was it was it that I was? It? I can't remember. Yeah, it it's that exactly that. what
0: it was because they had the thing in January, yes, that's and right. uh, it was the tour around the FA Cup. And then you know you were in a hiding to nothing with that one because a like the FA wanted them to go because they would have not have got the World Cup in two thousand six, yeah. whatever it yeah. was. And then FIFA would have been pissed at them. And then then they get accused of disrespecting the oldest tradition yeah. in football. So we're, but, we're never going to win
1: in that situation. No, so it was, but it's fine for like they did everything for Manchester United back then. Uh-huh. But uh, interesting oh, trivia, yeah, yeah. Inter- <laughs> There's a conspiracy theory here. No, interesting trivia thing for you, obviously, because Manchester United went out like they withdrew from the FA Cup. So on the, in the third round, there was a wildcard card um, presented to a team. Can you name that team? It wasn't Darlow, was it? It was Darlington. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So That's amazing. We benefited from the Darlington
0: benefited from Manchester United did, did you just win the. Tr- we didn't win the. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it was like so. I remember that United that United situation. Like the thing I remember most about it is is that when they left, um, the teams that were around them in the league. I think there was like two or three league games that were played. When they came back, they were no worse off than. Yeah, I, I remember. Of, that. It's a little bit like this Liverpool situation. But, and then United you know, went and romped the league yeah. so uh, they literally went off didn't give a shit about the tournament yeah. uh, they played weakened sides and literally just had a two week holiday oh, yeah. and had uh, the winter season and came back and yeah, just like, killed everybody in the league so yeah. I think uh, Liverpool were on a hide into nothing with that one again I think like if you don't turn up to these things they the get into troublance. it is a lot more prestigious now like Van like, well, yeah. Dier take it very serious and all that kind of stuff but yeah congrats to Liverpool I guess due to the big game of the weekend um, obviously for some the wrong reasons and whatever was the Tottenham Chelsea game um, did you get to see any of that?
1: I saw again little bits of it um, yeah I um, the the final yeah I just
0: w- 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 William killed us
1: yeah and I just yeah because he scored so like after like the injury time at the end of the first half was crazy long yeah, um, I, I, yeah that's right because yeah the Goalkeeper rushed out and wiped out uh, Marcus Alonso. Yeah, and Fucking... at first the referee gave a free kick to.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I don't I, know. That uh, when I saw that, I was just like, "What the fuck is yeah, this going on?" Like, yeah. it was a definite penalty, and I mean, like, he, like he's lucky he didn't take his head off. Yeah, but
1: he didn't get sent off for that. No, but the rule is, and when I was watching the game, there it said because he attempted to, if like you attempt to play the ball, and it, like then it's just a yellow card offense. But if he didn't. Attempt to play the ball,
0: Jeez, so you can do like a, a like really roundhouse to the, the face and say, or, "Yeah, I guess." Because I mean, like the the son thing was like he was petulant to what he did and all that kind of stuff it. But it was a, a shitty red card. It was no more than Tottenham deserved because we were shit. And this is the problem: Tottenham fans are starting certain amount already about Mourinho and all this kind yeah. of stuff. And it's I don't. It's not Mourinho's fault, but he does weird things, and he will stick with them because he's pig-headed. And yeah. when I saw Eric Dyer. And Moussa Sissoko in the midfield again. I was like, "Fuck me!" Like the two, like there's, either one of them. There's nothing wrong with them. I'm not trying to say they're bad footballers. I just think together, there's no creativity, and they're fucking headless chickens. The two of them sometimes, yeah, and right. we got shown up by a much superior midfield. And I just like we we went out and spent sixty fucking million pounds on on Dombalay, and He's not Jose really doesn't fancy him. No, I mean if I'm if I'm sitting there and I'm like okay, like, Eric Dyer has had another shit game, Sissoko's all over the place, I can't get into this team, like, what the fuck you must be thinking? And
1: it's going to be interesting um, this transfer window because he must have been promised something.
0: But, but I, I mean, like, there's a couple of spots that, like, we definitely like, we definitely need improvement, but I feel like we've already improved in that spot. Like, it was great news that Toby Oliveira finally signed the contract, oh, yeah. Yeah. which, well, if, if, truth be told, it's like, you know he's 31 or whatever like I yeah. mean I, like the fact that he's sticking with playing fucking Jan Vertongue in at left back boggles my mind yeah. like I mean yeah. he's like 32 or 33 like he's like he's a good player but I mean fuck we've got Danny Rose and we've got Ryan Cessney on there why on earth wow. is I he sticking
1: with that he doesn't like Danny Rose and then fuck Danny Rose. To be honest, yeah. Danny Rose
0: is an asshole. And then,
1: but, then he's he's young, so he's got to learn. I would I, still just, play him. Yeah, no, I agree because he needs to like you only learn by playing yeah. in games. Like
0: I mean, like no disrespect to Amber Tongan like you know, I'd rather see him back playing centre half with Alderweireld or on the bench than the way that. How, like he just sticks with this crazy, he does this shit all the time. Yeah, he puts the same out of position all the it time. It was the same with Marcus Rashford when he just kept playing him out in the fucking One, right wing yeah. and just like yeah, like was driving on bananas. Like he just. But he, it
1: kind of ruins the confidence of like the uh, yeah he's when he gets it right, like he's world class manager. But there is a few dodgy decisions uh, there.
0: Like what I can I can guarantee. Like I mean like like Luke Brown was on the show there a while ago and uh, he I. I was at the shopping centre on Sunday and popped up to say hello to him. I could see he was happy at the way that Taunton had lined up. And I said to him as well, it's like dire and Sissoko. Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so I mean, Chelsea totally thoroughly deserved a win. Um the, the bit of peripheral stuff that went on, like let's hope that if this hope this that gets sorted out because yeah. I'm yeah. sick of having to talk about this shit on my show every week. Yeah. It's disgusting and it just needs to stop so new year's resolution to all fans stop Which, being racist piece yeah. of shit and just yeah. fucking enjoy the game and sometimes you win sometimes you lose and yeah. you just have to get over it, right yeah um so coming into uh next uh, boxing day slash st stephen's day uh great time of year for this i, I love this time of year yeah, football was was great. great. we've got uh another big game leicester liverpool what are you yeah. thinking on that one um, I'm hoping for obviously Liverpool when I think like,
1: and I'm glad because Leicester have been on a great run and then they obviously lost the last game drew the game before that So, so they're having a little bit of a shaky period so it's probably a good time to play them their confidence won't be sky high like it was so obviously they'll be looking to Obviously, with Brendan Rodgers' connection with Liverpool as well, he'll be uh, looking to put things right against us. But um, Jamie Vardy always scores. Always seems to score against Liverpool, though. <laughs> and worldies too. I know. And uh, <laughs> so hopefully somebody takes him out. And, uh, <laughs> but I, I again, I can I, hopefully a Liverpool win. I, I like, but it, I I'd take a draw maybe over that game because
0: um, I think it's. Um, I, I Leicester are still a really good team. Um, I, I know Man City kind of gave them a little bit of a spanking, but at home, I think they're a different kettle of fish. Yeah, once that once that ground is rocking, it's gonna be, it's a tough place to go. So I think yeah, I think Liverpool will be given a tough game, but I just can't see past Liverpool not winning at this stage yeah. to be honest. Um, so last week on the show, obviously we did like our lowlights highlights of 2019, and I asked the lads before. Uh, we a show of what we're looking yep. forward to going into 2020. What sporting events are you looking forward to going into 2020?
1: Oh, uh, the um, obviously the conclusion of this uh, Premier League <laughs> season is going to be uh, interesting. Could be the end of the long, long way, but also the uh, the Euros is coming up, so hopefully Ireland qualify and
0: yeah, uh, and I, uh, I they've still got a chance. So just, I don't. I don't I, it, it's diabolical at the moment and like I just yeah we gave Denmark a pretty good game but um, it's just since Robbie Keane retired yeah, there's never been anybody to fill the void and it's yeah. like we're all of a struggle for goals that's unfortunate the way it is Robbie Keane was a once in a generation oh, yeah, kind of player was. for a country like Ireland but uh, as I said on the show last week like, I honestly think that I want uh, England to win at this time I like, like if Ireland don't make it and whatever yeah. like, uh, yeah, I think the, England like the- are, 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 deserve one at this stage I just that young group of players I'm not really a big fan of Gareth Soki, okay, but I just think that that crop of players deserve something. Yeah,
1: they've got a like they've got a generation of footballers coming through right now, so hopefully, they it all clicks and they go on a run and get through to the final. It's a, it's but like, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be tricky with like France and and, and I don't, like, don't
0: know. Like I, I just think that, like you know like the, the 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 France team is obviously two years older, and um, I I really feel like the fact that. The English lads have the the courage to go abroad to find yeah, the fo- first yeah. team football is a huge difference because before. They were just rot away in Chelsea mm-hmm. reserves, and they'd never yeah. be heard up again. The fact that they're like, like booking yeah. the trend and going and playing in Germany and France and Italy and all that kind of stuff, I really think that's going to play huge dividends because they're still young enough to soak in the football culture yeah. of these countries. And I just think it's going to stand in, and in good stead in the coming years. And um, I, I really want uh, you guys to um, you guys to do well. Thank you. Um, so yeah, thanks and for joining us this week, Andy. No worries. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, mm-hmm. All right, man. Thanks, Bill. Right. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode we hope you had a great christmas we want to wish everyone a happy new year and that 2020 brings you lots of success and happiness you can subscribe to the show at www.downthepub.ca so you never miss an episode until next week happy new year and cheers